And welcome to another episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Stephen Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And today we're going fishing. Well, no, we're supposed to be on a couple's retreat. Oh, okay, then we're going catfishing. (laughs) (laughs) Get it? Catfishing? I get it. Uh, You know, I've never actually been like fishing for catfish like we've done trout yeah and i mean i've been fishing in lakes before for nothing in particular yeah but yeah i mean trout fishing was fun growing up but we never went out to catch the whopper the big honking fish no the the legendary fish so to speak i want i want to find something legendary the loch ness monster I mean, sure, I'd rather find Bigfoot. I think he'd be fun to hang out with. Yeah, he likes uh, Jack Link's jerky, from what I could tell from commercials. (laughs) Uh, So, this week we are talking Season 2, Episode 20, The War of the Simpsons. And you know what? The title is a little bit misleading, because, well, maybe not. I guess there's there's battles between, you know, Marge and Homer and the kids. Well, yeah, but I mean, I would have thought War of the Simpsons would be like Grandpa Simpson versus, well, I guess, I don't know. I guess maybe, I, I, would I guess think, I really can't think. I would think they would all be like fighting each other. Oh, maybe. Yeah, like an individual, like War of the Simpsons. So yeah. you got, it's like World War Two of the Simpsons. You got Bart's Corner and Lisa's Corner and Marge's Corner and Homer's Corner and Maggie's Corner. And they're all fighting for something. But that's not the case. No, it isn't. Uh, This aired on May 5th, 1991. May 2nd. Or May 2nd. I said 5th, didn't I? Yes. Yeah, I did. I I saw the 5 for May, and then I read it again as the 5th, because my my brain is stupid. Uh, Recap. Homer and Marge attend a marriage retreat where Homer catches a legendary fish and maybe more. Chalkboard gag? I will not do anything bad ever again. That is a lie. <laughs> yes. Lie. That is. Well, I mean, I figured at this point, the teacher's like, okay, Bart, we don't know what you did, <laughs> but you did something bad. And to punish you, we're going to make you write that you won't do anything bad ever again. And we're going to hope this is the last chalkboard gag. Which we know it's not. Although, what was it? Uh, last week did not have a chalkboard gag. It didn't. So that week he must not have done anything bad. Yeah, maybe he behaved himself for a week. Yeah, he th- that might have been why. We think we figured out with the whole no chalkboard gag. <laughs> Bart was a good kid that week in school. Until, you know, we get to like seasons like 20 through now where they don't do chalkboard gags anymore. Well, as often. Or as often. Uh, couch gag this week. The Simpsons sit on the couch and Homer knocks them off one by one until he's the only one sitting on the couch. And this is a repeat from Bart gets hit by a car. I thought this one was new, but I guess it's not. It was not. That makes me sad. Yeah. So episode opens on a plate of mini sandwiches on a platter that says, enjoy our party snacks. And <laughs> I think that's, that's perfect. Yeah. I, I, I think cutting up the sandwiches into little bits and spelling something out on a platter. Yeah. Is that's 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 smart. That's kind of a smart yeah. 
way to do it. And Homer calls them, what is this? Horse divorce. divorce? Horse divorce. <laughs> and it's horse, what is it? Horse divorce? Hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres. God, why Hors is d'oeuvres. my brain not working today? Because <laughs> Homer had got, got a hold of your mouth. Uh, clearly. Yep. So uh, I like how the this is kind of their first party they've ever thrown. Yep. And Homer needs to behave. So Homer promised Marge that he wouldn't eat, like, anything. And well, maybe it was he wouldn't eat everything. Everything, yeah. And he tells Marge that never happened, which, to be fair, Homer ha- might have selective memory when it comes yeah. to his stomach. Yeah. He's like, I never happened. You're imagining that. And it's like, mm, I'm pretty sure he did. But, you know, stomach overruled his brain. Yep. Oh, yeah. And so as we kind of learn, I, we do believe, I think this is their first house party they've Ever, ever thrown yep. because it's kind of a thank you to all their neighbors and friends for like, getting friends with them. And then Homer's like, what about that bash with the champagne and the holy men? <laughs> and, <laughs> well, to be fair, they technically did throw that party. But it might not have been a house party. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about it while watching the episode before this hit. I'm like, well, doesn't a reception technically count as a party that they threw? And then Homer mentions the wedding, but not in that way. And I'm like, okay. I mean, you threw a party. You threw a wedding. Yep. Oh, yeah. Now, that's something that I had to put, me and my wife had to put together. And, you know. But it wasn't at your house. But it wasn't at our house. And this is kind of a house party where they're gathering friends. And I I guess, you know, family. I, I don't know. Was there any real family there? Uh, like grandpa, grandpa, I don't think Selma was there. and Patty were there. Yep, that's right. Patty and Selma were there. So some family showed yeah. up as well. Marge, so the kids are there, and Marge sends the kids to bed, and Bart replies, "You can't have any fun in bed." Which Homer responds to, "When you get older, you'll know better." <laughs> and my, I think you know what my first thought was on that. And then, oh, I think that's what everyone's okay. So depending on if you're a kid watching this as a young kid, yeah, or a grown up watching this. <laughs> I think your minds all... are going two different directions. And then Homer daydreams about eating a sandwich in bed. I'm like, well, that's obviously what I was thinking. What were you thinking? You know what I was thinking. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so it doesn't seem like much food on the table from a few shots. And you're right. It, uh, I mean, they had the party sandwiches. Maybe all the food was in like the kitchen. Maybe. I mean, but it, the funny thing was, is it seemed like Marge was, pretty much done and getting the room ready but from the door from the door shot to the dining room yeah it just looked like there were like two or three things on the table i mean maybe more of it was in the kitchen because i know when i've been to house parties or i've thrown house parties most of the food is in the kitchen yeah okay i mean i guess on the tables and counters and stuff like that it's it's all it's all around the the place so maybe they had more food in the kitchen we just don't see it so Homer puts on, so we get the doorbell and the, they're not ready for uh, the Flanders. But as Marge answers the door, Homer puts on Thomas Jones. I'm sorry, Tom Jones's. It's not unusual at the beginning of the party. You know, it's not unusual to be loved by anyone. That song. That's the yep. only, don't worry. That's all I'll sing of it. It's all I'll sing of it. Nobody wants to hear me sing, but other songs that we've heard that we hear throughout the party include Dusty Springfield's. The Look of Love, which was written in 1967 or came out in 1967. 
Uh, Casey and the Sunshine Bands. That's the way. Uh huh. Uh huh. I like it. And Glenn Campbell's Wichita Lineman. So they got a decent mix of music for their uh, party. I mean, they grew up in that age. And I yeah. think as we kind of learned from our parents, you know, driving, you know, in the car oh, yes, and stuff like that. All the time. Exactly. So I feel like, you know, their generation and the people that they invited, that yeah. was their their music. So it was kind of cool that they got yeah. to listen to it. And so Ned, as he walks in, is like, hey, do you mind if I act as bartender? <laughs> and because uh, Ned has a PhD in mixology, yeah. which <laughs> I think is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I guess I want to know what other degrees he has, because I feel like he went to college for, well, I guess we did learn he was a party animal in college. Yeah. Did we never learn what he actually went to college for that don't though? Do we No, but I guess he was a bartender at some point. Cause you know, a lot of college kids will oh, take yeah. like, you know, mixology classes yeah. that I like how most kind of walking in behind is like eh, college boy. <laughs> like, so, cause you know, Mar Mar Mo should have been acting bartender at correct. the party. And but here's the, the thing. Clearly Mo didn't go to college. But you don't need to go to college to be a bartender. No, but you do have to go to a school. I like, mean, you have to a... get your bartender. You have to get a liquor. Well, you don't have to get a liquor distribution license, but you do need to get like a bartender's license. So you're allowed to like mix alcohol. Yeah. At least here in Wisconsin. I don't know. I'm sure it's the same everywhere. Maybe. I don't yeah. Know. And so we had a movie moment this episode right yep. here. So Flanders making a drink, uh, mimicking moves from the movie Cocktail. Never seen it. I've seen it once. It was a pretty good movie, but, yeah. uh, you know, so Flanders makes his, uh, punch. It's called, uh, Flanders platters, sorry, Flanders planters punch. Yep. And it kind of tastes like there's no alcohol in it, which cause you know, those me, fruity, believe you me, those are the dangerous kinds of drinks. Cause you're like, yep. Oh, there's no alcohol in this. I can keep drinking. And then you're like four or five in and then you're like Homer by the end of this party. Exactly. And so I wrote down the recipe. So it's three shots of rum, a jigger of bourbon, <laughs> and a little dab of roux of creme de cassé for flavor. What is now? What is that last one? Creme de cassis or whatever he says? Yeah, uh, I didn't look it up, but I'm guessing it's like creme de menthe, which is, you know, a minty flavor or there's a lot of creme. Like I, there's like a creme de banana Ooh, I that I had. It. That I had out in uh, Colorado, and that was really good. Creme de Cassis is a sweet, dark red liqueur made from black currants. All know. right. So it's basically, oh, excuse me. Uh, I think it's like maybe like blackberry brandy, maybe kind of. Which kind of leads to that whole fruit punch yeah. taste of the. Yeah, it's kind of like a grapey kind of flavor, it looks like. And, yeah. and maybe. By the time this episode airs, by while you guys are listening to this episode, me and Robert might be just sipping on this drink that Flanders invented. I have one of the <laughs> ingredients for this. I'm almost tempted to buy the rest of it. Yes. See if I can make it. I think we well, should. What's a jigger? What's a jigger of bourbon? Is that like just a shot? Maybe we'd have to. I've actually heard. I've heard the term jigger before for like in terms of alcohol. Um, cause that's what like bartenders use to like pour their shots oh. and it's usually less than a shot. Uh, I'm going to go with three shots of rum, a shot of bourbon, and just a little dab of cream de cassis. All right. So maybe, maybe just maybe we're just, uh, sipping, sipping on yeah. some, uh, Flanders planters punch. So 
Marge uh, tells Homer to go easy on the alcohol because Marge, that's how she pronounces alcohol, alcohol. Uh, the last time she used the term, she is half in the bag herself and there's no disgrace like Homer. So apparently both Marge and Homer have uh, a tongue for the sauce. Yep. And if you remember from there's no disgrace like home, that was like a spiked fruit punch. It was. Yeah. And so I kind of like the symmetry between mm-hmm. this episode and that episode. Mm-hmm. And it almost leads you into kind of the plot of the episode where they go on a, oh, on a marriage yeah. retreat. Cause in that episode, obviously, you know, Marge makes a fool of herself, but mm-hmm. in this episode, Homer's the one making a fool of himself. So we get a shot. We get a couple shots of the Simpsons house outside during the party. And I noticed somebody parked their car on the lawn <laughs> and there's, there's plenty of room on the street. It looks like. So was that Barney? Cause we know Barney was there. Yeah. Or was that Mo? or like, Obviously, the Flanders didn't do it because they're their next door neighbors. They probably just walked over now. But but like, but where the car is parked, they would have had to yeah. be one of the first people there because all the other cars are kind of blocking the sidewalk. Yeah. And it seemed so, like it went Flanders and then Mo showed up. So maybe it was Mo's car, which I guess I could see Mo doing something like that. But who does that? <laughs> have you ever done that? I've never parked. I've, the, I've, I think I've parked on somebody's lawn like once. But they told me to park there. Yeah. And obviously we don't see Homer and Marge telling people where to park. So whoever's car that was, maybe Moe's, was just like, screw it. I'm going to park on the lawn. Damn. It angers me. Damn straight. Who does that? Uh, Moe is talking to a woman and uh, who is friends with Marge and that woman's husband. And the reason I pointed that out is because later in the in the episode, Homer is yelling at a guy and he happens to be the same guy in that shot. Cause so when Homer is yelling at him, like, cause or no, I saw Mo, Mo talking to those two people. I'm like, who are those people? We never see them. Nope. We've never seen them in any episode. And then Homer is yelling at the guy. It's like, oh, I only met you a few hours ago. So I rewound. And I'm like, oh, that's who those two people were. See, the Simpsons can have friends outside of Springfield's normal people, apparently. And then they never show up again. And then they never show up again. <laughs> So then we cut to, so they're painting across the room and we see Barney hitting on Patty and she maces him and he's got a shirt hanging out of his fly. I love the fact that Barney's reaction is, oh, is that a new kind of mace? Well, obviously we learned what way back in high school that he just pretty much hits on everybody. everybody. And, but the funny thing is, is did he completely black out after his, you know, picture to himself a beer that he actually went on a date with, with Sel- patty no with selma because remember patty oh, was with the uh, skinner that's right uh it's possible i mean possible. I, I could see I mean, barney getting i could see barney getting blackout drunk i mean we and, only saw uh, him with the one picture it doesn't mean he didn't have more well yes that's what i'm saying he he's an alcoholic got, <laughs> yeah, i'm <laughs> saying he probably got blackout drunk and completely forgot he went on a date with selma yeah all right, so Homer asks Dr. Hibbert if he's enjoying the party, and the good doctor isn't because someone put a fake ice cube with a fly in it in his drink. And I love how drunk <laughs> Homer is, and he's like, I did it! I did it. <laughs> and I just, I've never, I think I've seen them around, but I've never seen anybody do that at a party where they put a fake ice cube with a fly in it in somebody's drink. I've no, heard of I mean, stories I, where it's happened, but I've yeah. never actually been at a 
recording where it's happened. Now, the next bit, I don't know if is actually true. So Hibbert explains that a real fly would have been more sanitary than the fake ice cube. Well, so he was talking about all the different chemicals that they use to make the fake ice cube and fake fly. So honestly, a real fly might actually be more sanitary just on the basis that I don't think, I mean, they're really small creatures. Yeah. People do but, eat flies. But they land on shit. So that's true. But if it's a fly within a hole, like let's say you leave something out and a fly just like magically appears, that fly is probably pretty clean. Yeah. I've actually had a grasshopper in a beer once. Like a real grasshopper? Yeah. We were at an outdoor festival and it literally hopped into my <laughs> beer. Oh my God. I've always, I've actually eaten uh gra- No, is that cricket or is it grasshopper? Probably grasshopper. Uh, uh, at uh, Safeco Field in Seattle, they uh, they deep fried uh, grasshopper, and it was Weirdos. I ate one. I only ate one, and not because the taste was bad. It was super spicy. That's because you need to cover up the taste of grasshopper. <laughs> All right. They're also kosher, by the way. Oh. Grasshoppers are kosher. Perfect. All bugs are. I'm assuming. I think uh, they are. so. Bart anyways. Yeah. So Bart sneaks into the party and rearranges the sandwich to say, boy, our party sucks. <laughs> Bart, now, that's amazing. Now, were there extra sandwiches that kept getting put onto the plate in, in the letters format? Or is just no one eating the sandwiches? I mean, we see people <laughs> drinking. I have to imagine <laughs> people had to have eat those. So maybe they had like extra platters that spelled it out. Maybe like because I can't imagine you're gonna keep bringing out like little sandwiches and just keep making the same <laughs> thing. I would just be like, "Here, have some sandwiches." Exactly. So I might go on to the side that maybe no one was eating their food because they're the Simpsons and they don't know where everything's <laughs> been. So Homer, maybe. Yeah, but so Homer sees Bart and asks him to do that thing that he does that is so cute, and Bart's like, <laughs> "You know what's the, the thing. thing? Do the thing, Bart." <laughs> What? <laughs> what thing? And then Homer, uh, that Bart doesn't know what Homer's talking about, so Homer just sends him to bed. He's like, "All right, you know what? Go to bed. I'm too drunk. <laughs> I'm too drunk. Go to bed." Oh my god, uh, that's a great bit. I love that because you know, drunk people are like, "Do the thing," you know, the thing, and people are like, "What? What are you talking about?" You know, the the thing that you do with the thing, like exactly. Uh, so Homer is you know drunk, and he puts a lampshade on his head. And to be fair, I think I've actually done this at a party once. I because you were drunk? Guy. Yes. Very oh, drunk. Okay. <laughs> um, and so we, we see a, sh- uh, so he like jumps on the couch and then he falls off cause he's drunk and home, uh, Marge goes, mm, you know, her disgruntled noise that she makes. So she's not happy that Homer is drunk cause she told him not drink. So we see Marge throwing coats upstairs. So I feel like at this point, I would feel like everybody who's at the party is at the party. Yeah, it just seemed really weird. There was a lot of coats, man. That was a there were a mountain lot of, coats. of coats. Um, and speaking of which, uh, I don't know who put Maggie to bed. Well, no. So when the kids <laughs> go upstairs, they all go upstairs. So Bart and Lisa had to put Maggie to bed because the the Marge and Homer didn't because they were greeting their guests. The kids went up by themselves. So Maggie made made her way into the coat room randomly grabbed a purse randomly grabbed money out of it it looked like it was like eight or nine dollars i saw five and a few ones 
And she just, she balls it up and tears it and throws it in the air like confetti. Well, kids like paper. They like ripping paper. But I... But... <laughs> How did she get, like, who didn't put Maggie to bed? Well, we all know Maggie is good at escaping her crib. That is true. So that's fine. I don't know how she opens the door unless Bart or Lisa just didn't close Maggie's bedroom door all the way. Probably not. And Well, we've seen, I think we've seen in future episodes, her able to, like, swing herself to, like, the doorknob and open the door. Yes, and as we all know, like. that is uh, baby inaccuracy. I have never <laughs> seen my baby do that. <laughs> but how do you know he's never done it? Oh, because I have a camera in his room. Does it record? It does. Oh, do you watch recordings? <laughs> no, but I know it records. So, so, but see, you don't know. You might go to bed or you might not be paying attention. And all of a sudden he's out the door. Probably not. We cut back downstairs and Homer is berating the husband of one of Marge's friends who we saw talking to Mo, which I mentioned earlier. And he goes, you stink. You and your whole lousy operation stinks. I quit. I quit. And the guy's just like, oh, please, please don't do that. And Homer's like, all right. And he must have been so drunk. He thought he was talking to Burns. I guess. I just think it's. Well, we don't know their exact conversation before that quote. But it's, I feel like I feel like Homer just randomly went up to him and then just started doing that though. But that's a that's a definitely a drunk thing to do. Yes, like oh, um, so I was just like, oh my god, that's great. I I don't recall in my past uh, college slash post college days of getting so drunk that I randomly yelled at somebody who had nothing to do with anything. So uh, Homer, in his drunken state, uh, checks out Maude's cleavage at the table. So he's at the table, and he walks over. He's like, can you get me some peanuts? No, I want the ones at the bottom. And so she leans over. And I well, mean, why would you need, like, here's the problem with that. Why would you need to lean over? It doesn't seem like it's that big of a bowl of peanuts. Yeah, it is kind of weird. I don't quite understand. Yeah. Why? But I do think, obviously, in Homer's drunken. I mean, okay, tell me if I'm wrong. But you're wrong. <laughs> but is that a dress that you would think Maude Flanders would actually wear? Uh, you know? maybe. I don't know. I mean, it just seems so out of character, and we'll we'll discuss what she was wearing later in the episode. But it it. To me, it seemed kind of out of character for a church, you know, the heavily churchy yeah. type person. But yeah, Homer, ooh, that and, and Marge is watching this and she's yeah. like, okay, I'm out. This is yeah. this is it. And so as mm-hmm. they're leaving, everyone's leaving, and Dr. Hippo tells Marge that if she wants Homer to live through the night, roll him onto his stomach. Then Dr. Hibbert, you know, whisper basically yeah. whispers in, in the ear, remember, I said if if i wrote that's pretty dark man like he's a doctor he i but he was hypocritical (laughs) isn't the hypocritical oath do no harm yeah i feel like dr hibbert should have been the one helping homer but yeah he was he was an ass he did put a fly in his drink so that's true i mean that's that's just low putting a fly in someone's drink so it was a fake fly sure so in the morning, or no, not in the no. morning. Uh, so March tells Homer that she's never been so embarrassed in her life and leaves him on his back. 
I mean, you don't want to. Well, she couldn't. Well, she couldn't flip him over. She tried, and then she's like, "I ah, screw it. You embarrassed me. If you die, you die." Yeah. So I, I wrote. You know, is this sort of something we could blame on Flanders? Because he no. did start the the best apparently fruit punch cocktail in the world. And no, I don't blame Flanders at all. I mean, it's a party. You should have a cocktail or two. Homer Homer doesn't have any self-control. No. He needs more he need, he lacks discipline. But I wonder if Homer was drinking straight up beer, had he he would not have gotten as drunk than drinking hard liquor. I don't know. We've seen him get drunk off a of beer. Yeah, we have. The next morning, Homer is still lying on the floor and Marge is cleaning up the night before from the party and she's vacuuming. And she hits Homer with the vacuum to wake him up. Was it just yeah, to wake I, him up or was it just because she was vacuuming the area and she didn't give a crap if he was lying there? That, that's possible. And I like how the fact that Homer wakes up and there's just an outline of where he was laying. But I feel like even overnight, I guess Homer's overweight. So maybe it would leave an impression. But I, I don't know. Yeah, that was crazy. So Marge yells at Homer to get in the car so they can argue and she turns on the Mexican hat dance. And so the kids couldn't hear them fighting and the kids are looking out the window and they can hear the music and they're like, Oh, they're fighting again. Yep. And so Lisa, Lisa's like, I can't listen to that song anymore. Yep. So the song is also used for the same purpose when Homer makes plans with a doctor to defraud his company's insurance to pay for his baldness cure. In Simpson oh, and Delilah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so uh, so they're in the car, and March asks Homer if he remembers how he acted during the party, and Homer, you know, thinks about it, and he imagines, you know, he was like the life of the party, and they're all sitting down and having a sophisticated dinner, and that's a reference to like some New York thing. I looked it up, I didn't feel like writing it down because I didn't even get the reference. Um, and then his daydream kind of turns around and uh, to where he's looking down his Maude's dress and it goes back to Homer and Marge in the car and Marge is angry. And so we get a liter- literary moment. Number one, uh, he envisions the witty conversation and a sophisticated atmosphere akin to the Algonquin round table, which is a bunch of like different New Yorker style, like restaurants and actors and that like sophisticated people. I, I have yep. no idea what that is. Not a not a freaking. Nope. Clue. But <laughs> if you guys want to look it up out there, feel free. All right. Mm-hmm. So Marge says uh, she didn't think there was a line Homer could cross to make her not love him. But not only did he cross that line, he threw up on it. <laughs> so did he? Throw I mean, up during that's... the party? No, 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 man. Homer could hold his hold his booze. Because I mean, if he passed out on the middle of the floor and was there in the morning. Yeah, he. I don't. I don't think he threw up. So yeah, good for Homer. I don't think I could have done that. I don't. No. I don't think I could have done that. So no. Homer's trying to explain to Bart why he acted the way he did, and Bart understands why because Homer was wasted. <laughs> I didn't even know Bart knew that word. Well, or maybe he did. Ten and a, so here's the thing: Bart's ten, ten and a half in that age range, and Homer drinks. The kids yeah. know he drinks. So I I could see him knowing the word wasted um, just in that context. I don't think I really started using that word in that context until maybe like 
high school. Yeah. Or at least understanding it. Maybe like eighth grade. So Bart says he has the same amount of respect for Homer as he did before, and he never will. And Homer took that as a compliment. <laughs> I mean, uh... Bart really has to. Okay. So if you have zero respect for your dad, that's yeah. definitely something a parent needs to you know, recognize and, and try to but, change. But Homer does not recognize the fact that Bart doesn't respect him. Yeah, apparently. Marge in the card says to Homer, you know what? I'm going to church without you. Pretty much all our friends and family that were at the party are going to be there. Church. I don't, I don't, or at church. And I don't want to see you. Like, I don't want them to yeah. see you there after the night that we just had. And so yeah. Reverend Lovejoy is, uh, introducing new church pamphlets that include uh, Bible bafflers, Satan's boners, which <laughs> this one is not new. This what? one. Yeah. This was in the Homer versus the uh, Homer and Lisa versus the 10 commandments. Remember when she went yeah. in to, to see about how stealing cable oh, yeah, yeah. and there were those, the Satan, Satan's boners pamphlet was actually on Reverend Lovejoy's uh, desk in that episode. So okay. maybe I guess, to be fair, he might not have introduced it to the congregation yet, yeah. but to us, that one is not not a new plant pamphlet. But maybe to the congregation. But maybe to the congregation. So in other words, good grief, more Satan's boners. <laughs> okay. okay. And for the teens, it's not cool to fry in hell. I mean, it's not. No, you don't want to fry, fry in hell. hell. They were kind of wrapping up the service and Homer runs in. And he kind of runs next to a guy that looks like Hitler, who's in the church, which I don't know if we see this character again, but yeah, dude definitely looks like Hitler. So Reverend Lovejoy, conveniently, I might add, announces a couple retreat for marriages that are hanging on by a thread or for those in need of a tune up. And I get it was a way to drive the plot, but we never hear about him, them doing this retreat before. So I just, it's, I felt like it was a very cheesy way to advance the plot. Well, unless, uh, oh, unless Ned and Maude, cause, or at least, okay. So maybe not Maude, but definitely Ned was told, uh, Reverend Lovejoy that, uh, the Simpsons were in the midst of a fight. Cause maybe he heard the shouting next door or something crazy. And so, Reverend Lodger is like, well, I am a reverend and I do marriage counseling, so why don't we uh, do a retreat? But this clearly isn't their first retreat, as we'll learn. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. It felt to me, it felt a little cheesy just to do it there. Um, I don't, and maybe it's just the way it just happened in the show. And so they're wait, you know. Homer goes up to Reverend Lovejoy and the Reverend's like, Oh, are you going to sign up for the retreat? And Homer is like waffling on it. And Marge just goes and signs up for the retreat. And Homer's like, are you crazy? Uh, no, no, she's not. Cause you guys definitely need this marriage counseling. Yep. And it, it's been a while. So in a lot of the episodes that we've seen, it's been a really long while since we've actually had a marital spat. Yeah. between Marge and Homer and yeah. I don't know if it was just the writers were like hey you know what it has been a bit let's introduce a little bit more drama yeah. into into the ep into the show I think that might have yeah. been kind of where they were where they yeah. were going with it hey do you like cards against humanity I sure do well 
what if you could play Cards Against Humanity Simpsons style? That would be amazing. Well, now you can. Check out CardsAgainstTheSimpsons.com to buy your very own set of Simpsons Against Humanity. You know, I see a lot of podcasts give out discount codes. Is there a promo code I could use? There sure is. Use promo code SimpsonsPod. That's S-I-M-P-S-O-N-S-P-O-D to receive a 10% discount on Cards Against Humanity, the Simpsons way. Ay, caramba! That's a good deal. But for all of our listeners out there, if you want a better deal, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to get a different promo code to save even more. That is correct. So head over to Facebook, The Simpsons Did It page, Instagram, Simpsons Did It Pod, and Twitter, Simpsons Did It PC to get that code. And as always, everything's coming up Millhouse. Um, so we get back home and Homer is uh, packing his Duff duffel bag, which, hey, to be fair, so Homer just drinks a lot. We had a lot of alcohol-sponsored products in our home because our our father and grandfather ran a liquor distributing business, and we had jackets, duffel bags, lighters, uh, glasses. I've had I, I had Canadian have Club whiskey. I have Canadian Club whiskey golf ball or golf balls and golf clubs. So I know I know our parents still have the Malibu cups. Oh yeah, the yellow ones. So so we. Uh, we know Homer's Homer's plight with all this uh, <laughs> alcoholic. Uh, I, I kind of wish our mom didn't get rid of all that stuff, though. <laughs> I know. So then the doorbell rings and the babysitter shows up and Marge oh says God. the last name Simpson. And she's trying to place when she was they, last there. And so Bart shows up and asks her if she's come back for more. And so now she gets the flashback. So the babysitter arrives to watch the kids. And remembers the earlier experience as a diapered Bart chases her down with a car when Bart meets her at the door and asks, come back for more, eh? Uh, And uh, I love it because this is a reference to the omen, that flashback. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, it's hilarious. And then she just splits. She's like, I, now (laughs) they've lived in this house for how long? Unless, okay, so remember when we see the Bart gets born and yeah. Lisa gets born episode. They're actually living in like where the apartment somewhere. Yeah. So maybe and and Bart is in a well, no. So they were the the shot was at their house. Yeah. Okay. He was in a diaper. Okay. So she wouldn't remember the house she's ever been at babysitting. I guess if she babysits a lot of kids, but I think you would remember that. I yes, the house, the car sitting out front, Bart. But maybe. But here's the thing. Maybe when they hired the babysitter. They didn't give a last name because as we saw in the babysitter bandit episode, they, you know, they're not allowed to hire babysitters <laughs> from that service. So maybe they're like, oh, we need a babysitter at this address. And she goes and Marge is like, oh, for Simpson. And that's when she remembered everything. Maybe she thought a different family lived there. Maybe. But I like how as she's running away, she wakes up grandpa who's napping on the couch because apparently he just happened to be there was it his week or was it his like sunday of the month where but here's the thing it had to have been a friday because they were taking a weekend retreat all right so grandpa just winds up at the house every once in a while apparently again another just another convenient thing in this episode to drive the b story and i don't i don't like that kind of stuff it annoys me 
It's just, why is he there? Give me some explanation of why Grandpa is at the Simpsons house. Obviously, I know he's visiting, but why is he there? Give me a reason other than to drive the plot. Especially napping on the couch. Yeah. Uh, they're like the Homer and Marge like, Oh, where are we going to get a babysitter? And Bart says he could babysit. And Lisa pleads with them not to put Bart in charge. And you know, when we were kids, so when you were about 10, I would have been roughly six. I, I think mom and dad would have left us home for maybe an hour. Yeah. Okay. You don't watch me. I definitely were a couple. But not an entire no, no, weekend. No, no, no. Not a weekend. I feel like, well, if it was a weekend and we've done we it before. We would have just gone to Grandma's. Exactly. So, I mean, I feel like at 10 or even greater than 10, I watched you for, I think, man, I honestly, I feel like the last time we had a babysitter during the day was probably around then. At night, it probably stopped around when I was like 12. Yeah. Like when they went out for like New Year's or something like that, it was pretty much okay. We're old enough to well, and go even, to bed. And even then, I think starting when I was 10, so you didn't a uh, freshman or sophomore in high school, we would go to, you know, friends' houses. Oh, yeah. If, yeah. Like, so, I mean, obviously, this is a weekend retreat. You can't leave Bart alone with Lisa and Maggie. And Lisa's like, please, dear God, no. So Marge asked Grandpa if he can do if he yeah, can do something. Like, yeah, Marge, uh, Grandpa, can you do something? And he's like, I can, I can dress myself. <laughs> I, uh, that's that's good. That's a classic. Uh, I mean, he's an old guy. Classic <laughs> response. <laughs> I mean, I probably would have responded that way. And so Marge asks him if they, uh, he can watch the kids. And after Grandpa's like, Oh, I'm the last resort. Blah 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 blah. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> Uh, why did he put up so much of a stink if he was just gonna say yes because he's an old guy you're not wrong so then we go outside homer and marge are packing up the car i like how homer sneaks his fishing pole and tackle box into the trunk because he wants to go fishing and so marge gives uh abe uh some ha- uh some phone numbers to uh call if anything happens and Abe is like, oh, I, I, I know what I'm doing. She goes, okay. And she says goodbye to Lisa and hands Lisa a number to call. If grandpa falls in the bathtub, I like the fact that this is the second time we've heard this response now of, I heard that because the last time we heard it was where Marge painted Burns's portrait and Bart was like, Oh, does he have all those liver spots? And Burns reply. I heard that. I, I like, I love that so much. Because I've used it. I think we've all used it. And I don't know if I heard it in The Simpsons first or if it's just something in the American lexicon. I don't know. But I love that response. Especially for old people. Yeah. Especially for old people. So Marge, Marge and Homer drive away. And Bart looks at Grandpa and he's like, oh, uh, in their rush, uh, Mom forgot to give you this list of things that we're, not, we're allowed to do and not allowed to do. And Abe is looking through it. And the only thing we hear off that list is that they are allowed to smoke cigars. <laughs> Why would even... I want to know what was on that list. Well, what? Not only that. Okay, I, yes, I would love to know what was on that list. But why... What makes Bart think that he can even get cigars, let alone want to smoke them? Because he thinks they're probably cool. I mean, don't forget this is in the, Don't forget this was in like the maybe, but don't forget this is also early '90s where 
tobacco companies were still targeting their marketing at like younger people. Yeah. So I feel like so maybe that he saw would some have an flavored. Effect. Yeah. Cause and, at, so, and, and not to spoil yeah. anything, but in the next episode, we do see something with cigarettes aimed at kids. So yes. All right. So we finally get to catfish Lake and Homer pulls into a gas station <laughs> and asks the gas attendant to fill up the gas tank. Now I, I rewound it twice. I didn't, yeah. Maybe I was just not maybe tired, maybe whatever, but did you actually see a shot of the gas gauge? Yeah, it was like, full. was there a shot of the gas? Okay, there yeah, was. Okay. It was full I didn't, because I didn't he, was. he saw he saw the gas station sell uh sell uh sold so bait. Tackle. So he yeah, tackle and bait. So he wanted to stop. And so as an excuse, he's like, Oh, it looks like we're running on empty. And but the gas gauge is like, like like eighty percent full. Yep, and I'm I'm just kind of mind boggled that Marge didn't be like, didn't we just fill up like five miles ago or something? Yeah, crazy? and the other thing is, how far away is Catfish Lake to the Simpsons house from Springfield? Yep, yeah, because we do That's see another a sign that says because we do see a sign that says Catfish Lake eight miles, and there's no yep, way so... it's like ten miles away. I mean, maybe it is. Yeah, I don't. But... I don't. Unless Homer was thinking, or maybe Marge didn't know how full his car was, but maybe it was like yeah. he did—he just forgot to fill up when he was done for work at, on Friday night yeah. or whatever it was. And so I do like, yeah, the guy puts the thing in and it starts overflowing, <laughs> which I have never seen that. And I almost, I, I would I assume it has to be possible. Or is the little clicky thing on the gas thing you know how it like stops when your gas tank's full is that an actual preventative measure from those pumps allowing the gas tank to go farther so i don't know much about how uh gas stations work with their pumps um but this seemed like one of those old-timey gas stations where maybe they don't have i i think it's like a sensor yeah yeah, i normally normally like when I fill up my gas tank, once once the pump stops pumping gas, I'm like, okay, it's full, and I put it away. I know, I know, a lot of people will top off their tank, and I've never seen anybody overflow their gas tank. So yeah. I don't know if there's like a sensor in like your car that kind of connects to the gas. I, I have no idea. I just all I know is I stick the nozzle in. I <laughs> pull the lever so the gas will come out. I uh, put the lock in place so I don't have to sit there and hold it. And then once it goes click, I'm like, okay, car's full, putting it back. So if anybody who know, if anybody knows how pumps at gas stations work, I would love to hear about it. All right. So the, so he goes into the shop and um, the guy at the bait shop is like, Oh, <laughs> going to catfish Lake to catch general Sherman. eh?" And he's like, what? <laughs> And so then he shows a picture of General Sherman, which is just a giant shadow, and it's in reference to a picture of the Loch Ness Monster. And also on the wall, there's a picture of a fisherman with a very large shark. He landed in the bait shop. Like he's <laughs> in the bait yeah. shop with the, sh- with the shark. Um, yeah. There's also leeches, spelled L-E-A-C-H-E-S, as opposed to leeches, L-E-E-C-H-E-S, oh, for that. sale. According to a sign. Interesting. Maybe they just don't know how to spell leeches. Maybe they just misspelled it. Yeah, it was just weird. 
Thought I'd point that out for everyone. Yeah. So now we cut back to, uh, I believe it's the grocery store. Am I a little ahead of myself? No, I'm ahead of myself. Lisa questions Bart if it's right to take advantage of Grandpa. And Bart says his gut tells him to bleed him dry. Oh, they were in the car when that that when that took place because they were driving yep. to the grocery store. Then we cut back to the retreat, and Reverend Lovejoy uh, reference uh, says, "Oh, three couples attending the retreat, our best turnout yet." Clearly, maybe two was before. Uh, I feel I feel like Ned and Maud go all the time, so maybe there's just always another random couple there. Yeah. I, so three. So there, the other couple is John and Gloria, which is a reference to George and Martha from Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, which I've never watched that. Uh, gl- um, and Gloria was well, a book. This is kind of it's a book. Oh, not it's a, a movie. book. I, I thought it was a movie. Oh, maybe it is. But that, it was. Didn't they turn that into maybe? But it's based on a book. Well, I've never read the book either. <laughs> uh, so, and, and a cool note about uh, John and Gloria. I don't know who voiced John. I'm assuming one of the regular guys. But Gloria is voiced by Julie Kavner. One of the few times in the history of the show. And maybe, I don't know if this is specific to like through season 20 or like even up till now. But it's the few times in the history of the show. She has voiced someone other than Marge. And her relatives. Nice. So Julie Kavner only does Marge and her relatives unless they ask her to do somebody specific, which that's kind of crazy that because I mean, Hank Azaria does a ton of voices and Shear does a ton of voices. And uh, I, I don't know. Does Yearly Smith do a ton of voices or does she only do like Lisa and uh, Ralph? Yeah, I think she only does a couple. Yeah. So, but like, there's a few of the voice actors on The Simpsons that do a ton of voices, and the fact that Julie Kavner only voices like a few other characters throughout the history is kind of cool. Yeah. Probably also helps with the vocal cords and not straining them. Well, yeah. As we uh, kind of know, you can uh, talk a lot, and your voice tends to yeah. to change. I, well, we we run a bo- podcast, and my other job, I have to talk a lot, so. I do a lot of talking during the week. Um, and then I like the fact that there's a plaque above the fireplace that reads the buck stopped here. Not the buck stops here, but stopped here. So yeah. D- uh, why <laughs> did, did they have a buck what... head up there or. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, was there one? I mean, maybe someone stole it. Maybe. I don't know. It was just kind of a weird plaque to have. Yeah. And if you guys are wondering, Girdley Smith just does Lisa Simpson. Oh, okay. So I wonder if she's voiced anybody else. Um, at least at the printing of my book, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Flanders are at the tree because Ned is upset that Maud underlines passages in his <laughs> Bible because she can't find hers. <laughs> oh now, to That's be fair, so- I have heard like Catholic families like they everyone has their own Bible. Really? Yep. Now, <laughs> I I do like so Maud is just underlining passages in his Bible. I feel yeah. like they should be kind of on the same page or maybe there's just something that she likes about the Bible that Ned doesn't like about the Bible, but yeah. how many Bibles do, <laughs> do you need? Like, I feel like, okay, if you've read it once, you should have like underlined everything necessary the first time or maybe the second maybe. time. I mean, you. Pro- I think there's a quite a few Catholic, you know, anybody who's Christian probably who reads the Bible 
they probably read it a few times through every couple of years. Um, Cause I know we both have uh, the Talmud, which is the old Testament that we got when we had our bar mitzvahs. Yeah. So we both have our own book yep. of the old Testament. I'm pretty sure mom has hers. I think mom still has hers. I don't know if dad still has his. Yep. So, so maybe, and maybe even Rod and Todd have their own Bible. Oh, I'm sure they do. And I don't know why Maude doesn't steal that. Yeah, right. So <laughs> so after the Flanders talk about their quote-unquote problems, yeah. uh, Homer, or uh, Reverend Lundra is like, okay, okay, Homer, what's wrong with Marge? What are her faults? And Homer literally can't come up with anything because oh, he, th- he thinks Marge is perfect. And then he says, oh, she could be annoying sometimes, which... Come, you, that's definitely not something <laughs> you want to say. You can come no. up with a fault of some kind, but just that's a blatant annoying is not a fault. No, just to blatantly say annoying, yeah. that's bad. And so now we get to the list. Marge. Marge's oh list. All right. So he is so self-centered. He forgets birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, both religious and secular. He chews with his mouth open. He gambles, which I, I mean, maybe the track, but that's, yeah. I don't really, we ever think we ever see him go to the track. No, uh, we do. That's when they get Santa's little helper. So he, he went once a- because Barney told him to. I mean, yeah. that's about it. Maybe. He hangs out at a CD bar with bums and lowlifes. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah. He blows his nose on the towels and puts them back in the middle. <laughs> Well, you don't want the the one to be on the top to wipe your hands and face on. He drinks out of the carton. But you did skip something. Homer interrupted her at that point and said, I only did that a couple of times. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Okay. And then, okay, so we'll cut here. So we'll cut here. And so we see Bart and Lisa in the shopping, uh, sorry, the grocery Grocery store. store. And Lisa grabs four different flavors of ice cream. And then... You kind it was of, like chocolate, 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 chocolate chip. Uh, I, I should have wrote, written them down, but I didn't. Yeah, but there was a lot of ice cream for some yes. crazy reason. But then we get a shot over the Lisa, over Lisa's shoulder, and you actually see the real shopping list that says broccoli, carrots, low-fat milk, low fat milk yogurt, and fruit. That seems pretty healthy. Yeah. And then as they're pulling away from the ice cream <laughs> station, you see Bart is smoking a cigar while grocery shopping. Think- I don't think that would be allowed. I mean, granted, this is 92, but a kid probably wouldn't be allowed to smoke a cigar in the grocery store. Yeah, no. Or anyone for that matter, let alone a 10 year old. All right. So then we get back to the list and it's really late at night. So he never changes the baby. When he goes to sleep, he makes chewing noises, which, okay, to be fair, if you you're sleeping, people snore. People do weird things in their sleep that's uncontrollable. Yeah, so I think yeah. that one could have been left off. When he wakes yeah. up, he makes honking noises. Which again, I feel like like when you wake up, you make you do weird and strange things that normally are just habits. Yep. Oh oh, and uh, he scratches himself with his keys. Come on, that's gotta that's, be that's comfy with your keys. Okay, now is she referring to his crotch, his arm, back? Where, where? Yeah, we don't know what she's referring okay, to. Okay, if I have a really bad itch, yeah, I'm going to use an object of some. Why do they make, they make back scratchers for a reason. Maybe, maybe his keys were the only thing. Yeah, maybe his yeah. keys were the only thing available at the time, and he felt thought it felt really yeah. good. I guess that's it. Oh, no, wait. He kicks <laughs> me in his sleeve, and his toenails are too long. 
and yellow. Now, okay, this last one I can relate to because does she kick you? In her she sleep? kicks me in my sleep, and every once in a while. Okay, now to be fair, when she kicks me in her sleep, it's mostly like her heel. But if yeah. I actually kick her in the sleep, sometimes I do get her with my toenail, and sometimes when oh. I don't cut them, they are a little bit long. So it's yes. kind of a flip side. And I like how everyone's tired. Yep. From, and Marge just looks beat after this giant yep. list, which I don't, it didn't take me that long to read it. So depending on when they actually started, it obviously <laughs> well, interrupted we, the we, we that they gotten, were supposed to have. I was going to say, we probably didn't hear everything Marge said. Yes. And so the clock reads 930 and Reverend Lovejoy's like, okay, I guess we missed the luau. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah, that must have been a lot. I would like to know. I should have gone back and seen what time they started the retreat. Oh, started the retreat? Maybe maybe we saw the clock. I don't know, but I don't think we saw a shot of the clock when Marge started her list. Yeah. I mean, I feel like when we first, you know, they start talking about the couples, I I don't know what time, like, we don't know what time they got there. I mean, maybe there's a clock where what time they started, but I mean, I have I have a feeling it was probably like an hour that Marge was just listing off of Homer's faults. And I like how Homer was like asleep almost at the end yeah. of it too. Like he's like, okay, you know what? I'm a crappy person. I'm just gonna take a nap. Yeah. So after after all that, we cut back to the Simpsons house and we see McBain on television. Because who doesn't love watching McBain? And obviously, and... since Bart and Lisa are in charge of grandpa this weekend, they can yep. watch whatever they want. And I know our grandparents wouldn't let me watch whatever I wanted. Now, my bubby, she once tried to, she let me pick out a movie from the video store and it was the original Batman. So it was the, oh, it was nice. the Michael Keaton Batman. We got to the scene where it was almost like the very first scene where some person on the streets getting robbed and Michael Keaton flies. Yeah. And she was like, nope, no more. <laughs> Too violent. How old were you? I mean, Batman came out in 89, so that yeah. puts me at six. Well, you would have been six. So but it would, my, did you pick it out in 89, though? No, no, no. I mean, it would have been on DVD or not DVD at that, yeah, just? Just at that point. So probably 90, 91. So that might put so me at eight seven or nine. Or eight. Yeah, seven, seven, eight or nine. So I could see how that might have been too violent for me. But I saw Batman and was like, I want to watch Batman. And we never yeah. and I never got to watch the whole thing that night. Oh, well, because how old were we? So I remember when did Jurassic Park come out? 94? Uh, 93. 93. So you would have been 10. So I remember when dad took you to see Jurassic Park because I yep. wanted to see it oh, with yeah. you guys. And mom took me to see Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. That makes complete sense. Does those <laughs> ages fit? But no. Well, I was six, but I wanted to go see the dinosaurs. Well, who doesn't? And watch them eat people. That's the best part. So McBain's got uh, supervisors yelling at him about using a bigger gun. And he goes, we go buy the book. And McBain shoots the book and says, buy "Buy book. book. (laughs) Well, that thing's a cannon. He's got to He's got to use it. Oh my God. I love, I love the Arnold Schwarzenegger reference of McBain. Yeah. It cracks me up. So they, they click it off. And Gramp goes, okay. And Bart goes, uh, time to go to bed, Grandpa. And Grandpa's just like, okay. And hangs his head because he was trying to get the kids to go to bed because it was late. And Bart's like, no, no, no. It's time for your bedtime. We get to stay up. 
And so I, and, and as we'll learn in uh, towards the end of the episode, uh, I won't go uh, anyways. Uh, so we cut back to the retreat and Homer wakes up at five o'clock and he stops his alarm from going off to wake up Marge. That's pretty and, damn good, man. I don't think yeah. you your internal clock is that good that you could yeah. do that. I, I mean, maybe he wasn't sleeping well. Maybe he was just so excited to go fishing. Oh, maybe. And so, but Marge wakes up anyways, which to be fair, he probably, you know, shook the bed and, uh, well, they were at a crappy cabin. Yeah. And I did write really, but after thinking about it, okay, Marge maybe woke up because maybe she's a light sleeper. And so she's yelling at him about going fishing and she's like, you're thinking about fishing right now, aren't you? And Homer looks at her and she turns into a catfish. Yep. And I like, I do Ugh. like Homer's, uh, Koi's like out at five, catch general Sherman at five 30, clean him at six, eat him at six 30, back in bed by seven with no incriminating evidence. <laughs> the perfect crime. crime. Two hours to catch a fish, gut it, clean it, eat it, fry it up and eat it. That that big of a fish? I don't think so. But remember, we I I think we'll we'll get it when he gets to the fish. But I feel like he was just surprised at the size of it. Yeah, like absolutely surprised. Like he was thought it was just a, a joke or a wives' yeah. tale, and maybe he just thought it was like a big catfish, not a, yeah. a humongous Huge. giant catfish. So uh, Homer's like, fine, I won't go fishing, and he can't sleep. And he's like, he asked Marge if he could go for a walk. And she's like, fine. So he goes for a walk and there's some kid fishing. He's got his fish. He's leaving. And Homer goes, hey, kid, you left your fishing pole. And Homer grabs it to give it back to the kid. And once you know it, something tugs on the line, pulls Homer down the pier into a boat and into the lake. That fish has to, okay. Homer weighs 239 pounds. That fish probably has to be like 600 pounds. <laughs> and like, it yeah. had like to pull 239 pounds is not a freaking easy feat, especially if there is any resistance, which I'm sure there was. That's got to be now when we see the fish, I don't think it's that big. So it's pretty I mean, damn big, but he, he gets it in the boat. It fits in the boat pretty well. He doesn't seem to be the size of Homer and that fish needs to be like twice the size of Homer to pull him into the lake. Maybe. I don't know. It was, maybe it's just a really strong catfish. We don't know what his workout regimen is. <laughs> I mean, we see like 280 pound uh, weightlifters pull trucks. We don't, we don't know what his workout regimen is. <laughs> it's a cat. Exactly. We don't know. Out. We don't know what his workout regimen is. Oh, um, so then we cut back to the kitchen and Bart is shaking. And this so reminded me of uh fry drinking coffee. Oh, and Futurama. Yeah. So when, yeah. when grandpa asked Bart, if he's sure that they're allowed to drink coffee, uh, caffeine adult Bart explodes for the last time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's it? Is, there's like an old wives tale that says like if you drink coffee when you're young you won't grow. grow. Yeah, I, I think that's a myth. Yeah, I guess I don't. I don't necessarily know. Um, yeah. So Bart calls Millhouse and says, "Hey, we're gonna have a party at the house." And Millhouse calls someone, and then someone else calls someone, and go, gets down the line, and we get our first appearance of Snake Jailbird. Um, and he doesn't get his name until season three. So spoiler yep. alert. 
Um, and I like how he says he gets out at noon and is invited to a party. Already. <laughs> I mean, there the stay at uh, Springfield Penitentiary must not be that long. Well, we also don't know how long he's. Well, I I guess he was marking the days on the cell, and it looked like it looked like uh, like twenty ish days. I think I think he had two rows of five, like five five fives, and then another five fives or four fives. No, forty days. Sorry, I think there was four fives and four fives. Okay, so he was there a little over a month. All right. Now, granted, granted, he doesn't like. It doesn't seem like he kills anybody. It seems like he's always doing petty crime. So I, that probably fits. Yeah. Although I guess the more yeah. crime you do, the longer you stay in jail. Yeah. So I, I don't know. All right. So we get to see the uh, party start and Bart throws the rager while grandpa's in the shower. Cause that's the best time. How to long start. was grandpa in the shower? Cause like everybody was there. Well, they all just wandered in all at the same time. Yeah. And so we get uh, Lisa downstairs kind of now. Now she kind of get hits it. It kind of hits her that they're throwing this party yeah. and things are going horribly wrong. The house is getting destroyed. And, you know, Lisa laments that they set back the children's <laughs> rights movement for decades to come. Obviously, because what they rights took do advantage children of have? Children don't have any rights. <laughs> you get the well, right. I think it's I think it's more the the trust thing. So kids, Uh, kids can pretty much get away with a lot of things, you know, up to a certain point. You know what I mean? Like, like to a certain point they can, they can uh, do stuff and they just went over, over and above. So basically I think what she's saying is grownups will never trust them again. Yeah. Um, And then at the, at the party, Nelson is in the background dunking kids faces in brown goop. Oh yeah. So could have been ice cream, could have been purple could've goop. Been. Who knows? Well, they did buy all. They bought all that ice cream. Yeah. So Nelson is being a a jerk and and but uh, he is a jerk. He is. And so I like how we get into the kitchen and you know Grandpa's yelling at the kids to stop breaking things and uh, Nelson's on the floor lighting Grandpa's feet on fire and he Grandpa asks, "Oh, do you want me to take off my belt?" And Nelson's like, yeah. yeah. And so he takes off his pants in his uh, shop. And now this is kind of the first uh, yeah. instance of Nelson's catchphrase, but it's not the ha ha that we're used to. It's actually, he was like, ha ha ha, like three, like three ha's. And they weren't in yeah. his standard ha ha order. Ha-ha. Exactly. So we'll get to that soon. But yeah. uh, I, I think they were kind of testing the waters. I think that's kind of what this episode was, because we really haven't seen yeah. much of Nelson aside from the bully fight. Yeah. Uh, in Bart the General, we really haven't seen much of, of Nelson. And so this yeah. is his first instance of doing something like this. Yeah. So we uh, cut back to the retreat. And before the Rager, when they go, I, I do like watching this episode now on Disney plus because it actually had, I don't know if they've listened to any of our episodes, but there seemed to be a little bit more black in between like where the commercial breaks normally were. <laughs> like I noticed that, like there was a good, like five seconds of black in between like the cutscenes, which I, I like so I can follow yeah. along. Um, and so Marge had actually seen Homer out on the lake and she was disgruntled by it. So now we cut back. And Homer's fighting with General Sherman. He's like, I'm going to get you. And uh, he finally catches him. And as he's, when he, when he's, you know, 
bashing him in the head with a uh, one of his paddles. He goes, I love you, but I have to kill you. And this is all based on Santiago's fight with the Marlin in Ernest Hemingway's novel, The Old Man in the Sea, which I've never read. Um, and also the battle between Homer and General Sherman is reminiscent of Captain Ahab's battle with the white whale Moby Dick in the novel Moby Dick. And that I have actually read, and it's a very good book. And yes, it's very reminiscent of that battle. So nice. I like I like the literary references they do sometimes if I've actually read the book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of nice that they're going with some literary moments this episode as opposed to all the movie moments we've seen in in books past yeah. or episodes past. Yeah. So he caught he caught General Sherman. We cut back to the house, and Grandpa's on the couch. He's just bawling his eyes out. And Bart goes to Lisa and he's like, he feels really bad. And she's like, that feeling you you have is remorse. He's like, well, how do I make it go away? Just grab a bucket and clean like you've never cleaned before. And we cut back yep. to grandpa and he's not really, cry- he's fake crying. So yep. why did he let, like, if he knew the children were behaving badly, why did he let it get this far? Well, why did he just not put a stop to it? I mean, as an old person, you I don't I don't know if it was just himself or not, but I do like the fact that he figured out a way to end it. Like he was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna act busted and broken down and then yeah. you know they they'll stop acting so childish. And obviously they, yeah. it worked. They're starting to they're starting to clean up. So we cut back to Homer and he's singing uh I am the champion instead of we are the champions, but it's we are the champions instead of we, him, I, yeah. and Marge is standing on the pier and Marge is like, Oh, you're so selfish. You went fishing and I told you not to. And really Homer didn't do it on purpose. It was an accident. What? That he yes. Went fishing. To be fair though, he, he could have just let the rod go after he got in the boat, but he, but his, he was, his mind took over. But and, and I thought you were gonna say he didn't have to pick up the rod, but I was like I was gonna say, oh, he was trying no, to be no, nice no. and give it back. No, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't have to. I mean, picking up the rod's fine, but as soon as like the fish pulled him into the middle of the lake, he could have been like, oh, I got a place to be. But nope, his brain was like, oh my god, I actually have General Sherman on the line, so and I'm gonna uh, take him down. So Marge is like, you won't even throw him back, and Homer goes, and Homer is like, I will throw this back, and he throws General Sherman back. And then he's like, I gave up fame and breakfast for my marriage. Fame and (laughs) breakfast. breakfast. Because he was going to eat General Sherman. Yep. And one thing, so while I, one thing I did really like is, so as he's singing, I am the champion. And I do like the the song plus him pulling into the dock as like uh, of the world. And it kind of, you know, kind of slows to a stop at the end of him singing. Uh, that was that was just really cool that was like a well-timed uh shot uh while homer and marge are reconciling in the boat general sherman pops out of the water and winks at the camera and series creator matt graining later expressed an objection to the ending with him jumping out of the water and winking uh believing it to be overly cartoony and you know what i agree i don't think they really needed to do that i think i think he's really been alive would he really have been alive? He was in the boat for how long? Fish can't live out of water. Yeah, they can. Not for that long. Well, I guess I don't know how long it took Homer to row to shore, but. Yeah. I mean, I think I think he probably still would have been alive. I mean, 
if you had him like doing like the dolphin jump, like he just jumps out of the water and jumps back in, I think that would have been fine. But the whole fact where he like jumps out, winks at the camera and dives back in, I agree with graining. I, I feel like that was unnecessary. I don't think it really needed to be there. I think maybe, or you just have him like swim by like at the top, you kind of see his fin at the top. Yeah. But I, again, I don't think you needed to do that. Yeah. So then we get back to Bart and Lisa cleaning up the house and we see footprints on the ceiling. And this is the first time it has happened where we see footprints on the ceiling. Spider pig. Spider, spider pig. pig. Yeah, that's where I was going with that one. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I really kind of wish we would have seen something where Bart would have said, how did these feet get on the ceiling or something? Kind of well, like, I, I, I feel like during the party, you see somebody holding somebody up to the ceiling and walking. Oh, do you? Okay. I guess yeah. I must have missed that. Yeah. All right. So Bart. Uh, so then we get uh, Homer and Marge walk in like, yeah, we're all better. We're great. And, you know, then we kind of get uh, grandpa walking in and he's like, ah, see, this is how everything ended, you know, because like, I was fake crying. Well, I could turn it on and off. And then I like how he just wanders down the street. Like, like I'm out. All right. I played my part for this episode. I'm done. And I like how Bart is, I know. And I like how Bart uh, says he'll never trust another old person (laughs) again. I mean, to be fair, as a kid, you kind of can't can't trust old people. And then the final shot of the episode, we get uh, back to the bait shop. And yep. a guy walks in. He's like, "Oh, you're here to catch General Sherman." And he's like, "Oh, has anyone uh, ever caught him?" He's caught like, him. Uh, "Yep." And so he's like, uh, um, "He's seven feet tall, with arms like tree trunks, and his eyes were like steel, cold and hard. Had a shock of hair, red like the fires of hell." <laughs> uh, yeah, Homer became a legend. Somehow he got hair. Yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, as a bait shop owner, you have to pump up your tales of woe for yeah. people to go out there and catch General Sherman. Yeah. Yes, you do. So I I enjoy this episode. There's, you know, the whole grandpa just randomly appearing out of nowhere. Some of the, you know, oh, we're going to do a couples retreat to advance the story. I'm not I'm not a big fan of like just convenience in a TV show. <laughs> Um, it just seemed really, and, and like, and, and again, in the cabin, when Homer wakes up and he makes sure the alarm doesn't wake up Marge and Marge still wakes up. Um, but it's still a good episode. It's got a lot of laughs. Uh, the jokes really hit. Um, it's not one of those episodes where it starts out one way and ends a completely different way. It had a nice flow to it. Uh, I want to give it a four mm, sprinkles. Um, just overly well done. Uh, I, one thing I could have done without was general Sherman winking at the end there. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this episode just seemed, I don't just not my cup of Simpson episode. Uh, I liked it. I mean, there were funny jokes. We got a lot of past references, which was kind of cool. So we can kind of see the continuity almost in, in the show. But I, I, I'm going with a don't have a cow man at three. I mean, it's, it's just one of those episodes where we've, I kind of mentioned it during the show. We've seen it before. We've seen the marital trouble, but I feel like Homer being drunk and the ass that he made of himself. 
I I could see Homer doing that several times and not necessarily uh, seeing. Yes, it happened at a you know a fancy party and stuff, and it just Homer's drunkenness just seemed kind of outrageous for a what is he forty? He's thirty eight. Was that what he was? Yeah. Okay, maybe. I don't know. I'm 37. I don't have party ragers like this, but Homer's kind of a crazy adult. He's, a, he's an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It just, I, the only, the, the parts that I liked and the parts that I like the general Sherman chunks. I, I love yeah. those. I like the, the lore of general Sherman Gosh. and Homer wanting to do it. And Bart taking over grandpa's trust during the episode. Yeah. That stuff was really funny, but the overall just kind of put togetherness of, of the episode. Eh, I don't know. I, it's one of these episodes that I, I'd watch <laughs> when it was on, but it's not one that I turn off because I just don't feel like there's certain episodes that you'll watch when it's on some episodes yeah. you'll watch all the time and, yeah. and, and go out of your way to watch. And then there's episodes yep. that you'll just turn off when you see the first 10 seconds of it. Cause you're like, eh, it, yeah. it wasn't that great. And I, I don't really want to watch it. So it's yeah. kind of in the middle of the road for me. So that's why I'm going to go with the three. Okay. All right. So as always, let's finish off with our uh, character profile and mm-hmm. we're going with the legendary general Sherman. And what is general Sherman? He is a freakishly <laughs> big catfish. Freakishly. Freakishly. I don't I don't think I've ever seen a fish that's not a shark that's this big. And I've seen some pretty big sharks or fish. Yeah. Um his age, a hundred years old, if he's a day. If he's a day. <laughs> um, I, actually I kind of wonder how long catfish lives. I don't know. I mean, my fish in my tank only live about six years, so I guess I don't know what the average fish lifespan is, but I know some sharks can live up to a hundred years old, so a, a Wells catfish can live up to 60 years. Ah, so this is a freakishly old, freakishly large fish. Yeah. All right. Uh, his weight upwards of 500 pounds. He re- and that's not even, a- and uh, this was back four years ago. Somebody caught a catfish in the Mississippi river. That was 736 pounds. All right. So General Sherman is not as legendary as we so thought. Yes. Um, He resides in Catfish Lake, which the abruptly named Catfish Lake because catfish live in there. Um, His sport of choice (laughs) competes with wives for their husband's time, (laughs) which, as we know, a lot of people have attempted to catch General Sherman over the years. So correct. I guess we don't know how many of those marriages have ended, but uh he does tend to take up people's times and lives. Yes. All right, guys, this has been fun. Um, so where can everyone find us? So you can find us on Facebook. The Simpsons did it page, uh, podcast page. You can find us on Instagram. The Simpsons did it pod. You can follow us on Twitter. Simpsons did it PC. We're available on YouTube. You just search the Simpsons Today podcast, filter by channel. You can find us on there. Make sure you, you guys do subscribe um, because we once we get to 100, we can get our own uh, page URL. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one last thing I'd like to mention uh, for all of our fans out there, and I've already mentioned it a couple times on Facebook, but this will be the first podcast where I'll uh, mention it. Um, so I started a uh, 
funding page for us, um, for all of our fans to support our podcast so we can do things in the future, like have merchandise, uh, games, prizes, um, just all around extra content for you guys. Um, and it's at a website called buymeacoffee.com and it's backslash uh, Simpsons did it. So you can head over there. Um, all you have to do is it's not a membership. Uh, we, once we get merchandise and stuff like that, we'll probably start it But right now. This is just, uh, just to support us a one-time payment. You can do five, 10, 15, whatever, whatever you want to donate to our podcast. You can just yep. head over there. Simpsons did it on, uh, buymeacoffee.com. And just for the fun of it, I changed our title page to, you can now buy me a duff because nice. Why not? You could buy us beer too. We we, we yes. don't have any uh, trouble with that. But if you love our content and love what we're doing and want to see more from us, uh, make sure to head over to buymeacoffee.com backslash Simpsons did it. And like I said, you could give us whatever you want. It's not a membership. It's not monthly. Um, eventually we will have that. But yeah, go over there and, and support what you love. Yep. All right. So uh, until next time, I'm Steven Sklansky. I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.